Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into this! It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo! A 14-yard quarterback draw! Somebody in Vegas told them they were gonna win by 20! And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know what? There's validity in that opinion. And we are on the air, and we are live today. Oh, it's Friday. We feel like playing games, winning prizes, drinking some cold beverages, eating some great food, hanging at Destiny USA. We're, we're just taking over Destiny USA this weekend. This is this is Galaxy Media headquarters for the weekend, and it starts with this radio program. At Dave and Buster's, in the immortal words of one Marv Levy, the former head coach of the Buffalo Bills, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? All of the games, all of the beverages, all of the large screens, all of the fun. It is right here. It's Friday. The weekend has arrived, and what a great place to be right here at Dave and Buster's. That's where we are for the next couple of hours. Really looking forward to that. And, of course, our huge Hollow Hops event is happening at the Canyon area of Destiny USA, which is not too far from where we are here at Dave & Buster's. So, so much happening throughout the weekend that you should be a part of. And if you want to come by and say hello to us here at Destiny USA at Dave & Buster's, please do. And then if you want to watch the World Series, if you want to watch college football, if you want to watch the National Football League this weekend, what a better place to do it. They're right here at Dave and Buster's. <coughs> Pardon me. 437-7644 is the phone number as usual. The Twitter is Brent Axe Media as usual. The text line is 288-0644 as usual. We have got a lot to do on this football Friday here on the block. My main man, Benny Heisler, our fantasy football expert, is going to join us in about 15 minutes looking forward to checking in with benny once again we didn't get a chance to talk to him last week as we were in pregame mode getting ready for syracuse and pittsburgh at this time last week ben with all the great fantasy advice going into the weekend particularly with some players who may be right on the cusp of coming back maybe not coming back so we'll hear what benny has to say on the fantasy (coughs) football front for this upcoming nfl weekend We'll do hot takes as usual. We'll go on the blind side as usual. The NFL Blitz to get you set for the NFL weekend as usual. So we're just doing our football Friday thing here, kids. From Dave and Busters at Destiny USA. And of course, a big football matchup coming up in Tallahassee this Saturday. Yeah, Syracuse football back to a Saturday matchup after a Friday night game. Last week against Pittsburgh, you had a Thursday night matchup before that against NC State, a bye week thrown in there. So it's been weird to have all these Saturdays come around, all these weekends come around, and no Syracuse football. But frankly, given the way this team has been playing as of late, maybe that's been a relief for you to 
go apple picking or come here to Dave and Buster's or go wherever and do whatever as opposed to watching Syracuse football on a Saturday as of late. But they are back on Saturday. They are at Tallahassee. And I can tell you that, look, we have speculated about this. We have looked at it and said that something's got to change. And you can use whatever expression you want to use, right? Nothing changes if nothing changes. The definition of insanity is doing the same exact thing over and over again and expecting the same result. I think I got that right. right? It's, it's something like that, right? However you want to phrase it, the Syracuse offense cannot continue to trot out the same players from left to right on the offensive line and expect different results. The problem is, the theory is that Carlos Vettorello at left tackle, that Evan Adams at left guard, that Aaron Service at center, that Dakota Davis at right guard, and that Ryan Alexander at right tackle is your best combination. Those were the five that stood out. Those were the five players through whatever process you want to cite here, through spring ball, through the fall, through camp, through up to this point. Before this game tomorrow, where are your five best players? Well, Dino Baber said it after the Pittsburgh game. He said it at press conferences. He said it on this show yesterday. If you missed that chat, you can check it out at ESPNSyracuse.com in the audio vault. And that is that no job is safe for this football team. That is that he has to, how did he phrase it, break up the continuity of this offensive line. So here's what I can tell you. That offensive line's going to look different tomorrow. I, I'm, and I'm not necessarily breaking news in that sense. I think people expected the offensive line to look a little different tomorrow. The question was how much. Because you, it is the hardest position to shuffle around during a season, if that is by talent, if that is by injury, if that is by circumstance. You cannot just put younger players out there in the heat of a season at the offensive line position and expect them to just pick it up. That's the advantage you have when you've got a younger receiver, when you've got a running back, when you've got a skill position guy, maybe even like a defensive end. Certain positions, you can do this. Younger players play on special teams all the time. But you cannot put a new player at name the position. Left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. Plug them in there and just expect them to dominate. Expect them to say, boy, what have we been missing? We've had the wrong player out there. It does happen. There are exceptions to all rules. But that is the hardest position to do it at. So I can tell you that there is going to be a change on this offensive line, and there's going to be some new names out there playing. I think we expected that, but I I can – there's more to come on this, but I can confirm to you that offensive line is going to look different tomorrow. Thanks, what I don't know is how much Tommy DeVito will play, how much Clayton Welch will play, and what the combination looks like there. I'm fairly certain both of them are going to play in this football game tomorrow. I don't think much has changed since last week because the reason Clayton Welch got into that game last week against Pittsburgh was that Tommy DeVito's banged up. The offensive line is what it is. It was to mix things up. It was to throw a different look at Pittsburgh. And it's because, did I mention Tommy DeVito is kind of a broken quarterback right now? I don't think much has changed in that department, but the the element of surprise is gone. 
Interesting news, by the way, while we're discussing quarterbacks, as uh, put out by Stephen Bailey, 247 Sports, was the first to report this today, that former North Carolina quarterback Cade Fortin told 247 Sports he will make an official visit to Syracuse next month. He is in the, and I always love to say this, the transfer portal. He is in the transfer portal and is looking to transfer, and we've seen how this process has worked over the past few years. This is not an immediate solution by any stretch for this position, but what I think we have seen, DeVito, Welch, a little bit of Rex Culpepper sprinkled in there, is that this team could use a little more players that have experience and could use a little more competition if DeVito doesn't pan out here which I still think having that conversation has a giant asterisk next to it because when you don't have an offensive line, you don't have anything. We heard what Baber said, and now we know the offensive line looks different tomorrow. So no matter what quarterback you have, if you have Trevor Lawrence on your roster, it doesn't matter if you don't have an offensive line that can't protect for him. So we know the line's going to look different tomorrow. I think we're going to see DeVito and Welch. We know the wide receivers that have been successful for this offense. Tristan Jackson, Taj Harris last week took that 94-yard play, catch and run. He had been a little disenchanted before that. This was somebody who we saw it at the NC State game on the sideline, sitting by himself, arguing with coaches, frustration spilling over, but he was right, not the way and he handled it, but he was right in that, I'm open, get me the football. Something that even when Tommy DeVito had time to throw the ball, didn't always deliver on, couldn't always deliver on. Well, Clayton Welch comes in, and one of the first things he does is, where's Taj Harris, and I'm going to get him the football. And, I mean, look, that's the fact that Clayton Welch will forever have, and the record could, you know, move up and down the list depending on yardage, but the list of players that have touchdown passes over 90 yards in Syracuse football history Let's just say it would not take me very long to read that list. The fact that as it stands right now, Clayton Welch has the second longest touchdown pass in Syracuse football history is amazing to think about. But it is, as one said in the great movie, Slapshot, I'm just trying to capture the spirit of the thing. In the spirit of, I'm going to get on the field and I'm going to find Taj Harris. Well, what we need to see are more receivers incorporated. Nikeem Johnson getting the ball in his hands. Sean Riley getting the ball in his hands when possible, because they need these guys to block, too. Aaron Hackett, get the ball in his hands, use the tight end, and there sitting is the running back position. Three good running backs. Two, I think, great running backs. Three, overall, I would describe as good running backs. And that, of course, is Mo Neal, Jarvion Howard, and Abdul Adams. You know, when Dino Babers is complimenting Abdul Adams throwing cutback blocks, I mean, that's nice, but Abdul Adams is out there to run the football. They've got to find a way to incorporate these guys, and I know this kind of sounds like Groundhog Day because I said these things last week. Seth Goldberg and I said these things sitting last week to win our, our pregame show. Well, that has not changed. That has not changed at all. When it comes to Florida State, and we'll certainly talk about this matchup in this game more throughout the show, and I brought it up a little bit yesterday, you have got to center in on Cam Akers and try and make his life difficult. Every team tries it. Not every team is successful at it. Listen, last year, 
Syracuse held Cam Akers to 52 yards. That's impressive. And this is, you know, a, a couple of players look different, but that's the essentially the core of this defense. So they at least have the confidence. They can go into the mental well and they can say, yes, we've done this. And it's not a long list of, of players that have been able to say, we held Cam Akers to 52 yards. Cam Akers also has run for 199 yards against Syracuse in Tallahassee. Now, that was as a true freshman. Now, he's a cagey old veteran who's one of the best running backs in the country who somehow managed five yards a carry, has somehow managed eight touchdowns, and has somehow managed to at least say, hey, Travis Etienne, you can't quite have the title as the best running back in the ACC yet. So that's the obvious thing. But Syracuse has got to be on the lookout for Tate catching passes. Seeing Tate, who's got two, uh, pardon me, 27 receptions, 522 yards, six scores. He's a game-breaking guy. And to have an Andre Sisko back on the field, to have Ify Melanfonwu back on the field, to know that Chris Frederick is out there, that the secondary is starting to come. I know Trey Williams got hurt last week, but you can't let Tate get behind the defense. You can't let somebody that has been hiding in the shadows have a big day. You particularly cannot let Florida State in the red zone. Florida State, 18 of 21 on offense. 15 touchdowns, three field goals. Now, defensively, Florida State's allowed 19 touchdowns on 39 red zone trips by opponent this season. That touchdown percentage ranks second lowest in the ACC, 23rd in the NCAA. See, all these things sound nice. And all these things sound like, look at this plan we can make, but... Every conversation we have about this team circles back to one thought, and that is the offensive line. Because the most vulnerable part of this Florida State team is their secondary, which is banged up. Their defensive line has talent. Their defensive line has four- and five-star players on it. It's a defensive line that had 16 sacks over the first kind of third of the season, but have just two over the last three games, and by the way, those both came from the same player. A redshirt freshman and outside linebacker, Amari Gaynor. So you got a redshirt freshman who's starting to emerge. You got a lot of speed. You got a lot of talent. You've got a defense that's going to be aggressive. That when Clayton Welch is on the field, they're going to come at him with everything they have and challenge him to throw the football because they know he's apt to run and he's a big dude and they're going to have to essentially spy him when he's on the field. And if Tommy DeVito's on the field as we expect him to be, they're going to come at him. Whether that's through the middle, around the tackle, over the river, through the woods, I don't know. But Florida State is going to attack. And DeVito and Welch have got to get the football out of their hands quickly. But as we have seen throughout this season, they can't even get the last syllable of the word hike out of their mouth before there's two defenders in their face. So what, nothing changes if nothing changes. Well, the offensive line is going to look different tomorrow. There will be new players on that offensive line. How they do, I, I would expect Matthew Bergeron to be on the field. From what I understand, Patrick Davis is a little behind in development. People have asked about Kadir White. Uh, our buddy Mike McAllister told him, told us about him the other day. He's just not ready. He's just a raw prospect. and That's the trick here. When you have younger players, if you put them out there when they are not ready, you can damage them further. And I think that 
fits the description of a few different Syracuse offensive linemen who, at least physically, at least on the surface, look ready to go, but you never know what's between the ears. You never know what they're going through mentally and if they're ready to handle things that way. So more to come on that. We'll certainly discuss this game more. It's a football Friday on the block. The NFL Blitz is on the way. We'll do some hot takes. We will do everything we do on a normal football Friday. We're just doing it from Dave and Buster's today at Destiny USA, having a ball. You guys come on out here, do the thing. Prizes, big screen TVs, cold beverages, great food. Did I mention all the great games? I'll, I'll take you on to Papa Shot. Come on, let's go. Uncle Brent's got game in the Papa Shot. Let's make it happen. When we come back, though, we are going to win your fantasy football matchup for you because our buddy Benny Heisler joins us, our fantasy guru. You stay right there on the block, ESPN Radio. Point one. Live from Dave & Buster's in Destiny, USA, this is On the Block with Brent Axe. It's a football Friday. We're live at Dave & Buster's at Destiny, USA, playing all the games, eating all the food. I'm about to get into the pretzel dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happening. All the big screen TVs. This is the place to be to watch the World Series tonight, college football tomorrow, maybe the NFL on Sunday, whatever it is. This is the spot to do it. Let the kids run around, play some games. You, the kid at heart, run around, play some games. Maybe get Uncle Brown a prize over there. Got my eye on that tiger right there. Somebody wants to go rack up enough points for that. And then tomorrow, our Hollow Hops event here at Destiny USA. So much happening. But you know what's happening right now? The fastest 10 minutes in radio. Because we got to get you ready for week eight. And the National Football League. We start in New Orleans where Arizona visits the Saints. We're 10.5-point favorites with the over-under at 48. 55% of American betters taking the New Orleans Saints in this game. 64% of you taking the over. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. White hot, baby. They have won three in a row, already matching last season's win total. Kyler Murray has not turned the ball over since last week, since their last loss in week four. And that's been crucial because Arizona has won those three games by a combined seven points. Now, on Wednesday, Drew Brees said he is planning to play against Arizona on Sunday. Teddy Bridgewater was 5-0 in his absence. Sean Payton said he may wait closer to game time to name a starting quarterback. He's been out the past five weeks. Cincinnati is at the Los Angeles Rams, 48 and overcast for this matchup. L.A. sitting minus 13. The over-under is 48, 71% of the money. Is in on L.A., 61% of betters taking the over. For Cincinnati, Zach Taylor, what a spot he is in. They're giving Miami a run for their tank money. Searching for his first win in his first game against his former team. He was the quarterback coach for the Rams last season. Hoping some of that Sean McVay juju rubbed off on him. A.J. Green's ankle situation is improving. He was limited in practice this week, but is still likely out until after the bye week. And if the Bengals were smart, they would trade him, preferably to my Buffalo Bills. But we'll see how that goes. For L.A., Goff's getting back on track. Last week in a win at Atlanta, 22 of 37, 268 yards, two touchdowns, ran for a touchdown as well. Won his only start against the AFC North this season. 
when the Rams beat Cleveland in week three. Denver's at Indianapolis in the dome. The Colts minus five and a half with the over-under set at 43. 70% of the money is in on Indy. 60% of betters taking the over. It's the Peyton Manning Bowl. The Broncos and the Colts who traded Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco earlier this week. The sell is on in Denver. Cortland Sutton now the number one wide receiver in Denver. 36 catches, 564 yards. He's averaging 16 yards a catch and in a big spot now for the Colts. The reigning AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Jacoby Brissett, last week continued his impressive season. 26 of 39, 326 yards, four touchdowns in a win over Houston. He is now 4-0 against Houston in his career, but faces a Denver defense this week that has allowed 429 yards and five touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers alone a week ago. Los Angeles, this time the Chargers head for Chicago. Soldier Field, the 54, partly cloudy. Chance of rain in Chicago for this matchup. The Bears are minus four, with the over-under sitting at 41. It's pretty split right now. 53% of the money is in on the Chargers to cover on the Bears in this game, with 60% of betters taking the over for L.A. Lost three games in a row to teams with a combined 7-13 and record. More Melvin, more problems. He's averaging fewer than two and a half yards per carry. Fantasy owners bench that guy. He has not reached the end zone since he's come back on the ground, and they are 0-3. The Chargers are in games that he has played. For Chicago, look, the Mitchell Trubisky experiment is over, but you got to ride him out as far as you can until you find a new quarterback there. 3-5 and five in October. It's his only month with a losing record, by the way, but he has been awful this year. Only needs seven carries for 17 yards in a loss to the Saints a week ago. He threw the ball 54 times. Chicago, run the ball. Run the football because Mitchell Trubisky is your quarterback. In case you haven't noticed, the J-E-T, or pardon me, the New York football Giants visit Detroit. Ford Field in the dome. Detroit is minus seven with an over-under. Of 49 and a half, 57 percent of the Bucks in on Detroit with 66 percent taking the over. Is Danny Dimes coming back down to earth over the last four games? One and three, 60 percent completion percentage, four touchdowns, seven picks. Last week against Arizona, four turnovers, a pick, and three count them three fumbles in that game. For Detroit, 1-3 over the last four games. Not really the fault of Matthew Stafford, though. He's averaging over 300 yards a game, 62% completion percentage, seven touchdowns in a pick. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Is your boy Sam Darnold still seeing ghosts? Are there ghosts in Jacksonville? We'll find out. 85 degrees, humid, and partly cloudy for this matchup. Jacksonville is minus 6.5. The over-under is 41. 55% of the money is in on the Jags right now with 60% taking the over, even without Jalen Ramsey, who, of course, is now gone. So Sam Darnold won't be seeing that ghost out there. Oh, boy, Sam, 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 come here. You need a hug. Come here, Sam. You need a little love. Five turnovers and that 33-0 loss to New England, four interceptions, a fumble. For Jacksonville, look, they've been running the football. Leonard Fournette is averaging 25 carries, 134 rushing yards per game. Does have a touchdown on the ground and two through the air. The Jets only giving up 92 rush yards per game. So they got that going for them, which is nice. The Buffalo Bills host the Philadelphia Eagles. Orchard Park, New York, 59 degrees, windy, overcast, and no table is safe in Orchard Park. The Bills sitting minus two 
The over-under 43.5. 54% of the money is in on Buffalo right now. 63% taking the over. For the Eagles, this is an absolute must-win game. And Carson Wentz is on the road again where he's 9-15 in his career, 1-3 this year, having been outscored by a combined 42 points. He needed a tipped pass interception on the goal line to beat Green Bay for his lone road win. And now he goes into one of the toughest home environments in the National Football League. The Bills are 5-1. It's their best start since 2008. They finished that year 7-9. Let's not talk about that. Buffalo's five wins this season have come against teams with a combined 6-27 and 27 record. They've got to prove they can beat a good team, a desperate team. Josh Allen has to remember. Count them, Josh. Ready? I'll do the count voice for you. One. One quarter in a football game. Ah, ah, ah. Two. Two quarters in a football game. Ah, ah, ah. Three. Three quarters in a football game. Ah, ah, ah. Four. There's four quarters in a game, Josh. You can play in the first three, too. It's okay. They let you. Seattle's at Atlanta in the Dome. A lot of indoor games this week. Seattle's minus three and a half. The over-under's 54. Russell Wilson right at the top of the MVP list, but shutting down Chris Carlson, crucial for opponents. And five wins, averaging 90.4 yards per game, two rushing touchdowns, four through the air in two losses, averaging 58 and a half yards per game with zero touchdowns. Can we fire Dan Quinn, please? Atlanta's off to their worst start since 2007 when they also started 1-6. They finished that year 4-12, and we're looking for a head coach then. What a mess. Matt Ryan got hurt. Things have fallen apart. Our pets' heads are falling off. What is going on in Atlanta? And they're going to get beat by Seattle this week. Tampa Bay's at Tennessee. 59 and overcast at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Tennessee's minus 2.5. The over-under is 45.5 at this point. 55% of the money in on the box to cover with 66% taking the over for Tampa Bay. Bounce back time off the bye for Jameis Winston against Carolina two weeks ago. He threw five interceptions. And this came after throwing 10 touchdowns to just two interceptions over the previous four games. For Tennessee, first start of uh, the season, last week's win for Ryan Tannehill. Not bad, 23-29, 312 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Tampa Bay's pass defense is dead last in the National Football League. They're allowing over 304 yards per game. Could the mighty Ryan Tannehill take advantage of that? You're undefeated. San Francisco 49ers, and I will bring it up again. It is no coincidence that Chris Berman comes back to NFL primetime. The Niners are undefeated, and your Buffalo Bills are 5-1. Not a coincidence. San Francisco's minus 5.5 in this game. The over-under is 42.5. 53% of the money is in on the Panthers. 61% taking the over. Look, something's got to give here. Kyle Allen undefeated so far for the Panthers. 5-0. and and The Niners, the only NFC undefeated team remaining. For Carolina, it is not even Halloween yet. But Christian McCaffrey, definitely thankful he's done with Tampa Bay. Two games against Tampa Bay, 68 total rushing yards, 42 total receiving yards, one touchdown. In four games against everybody else, 137 rush yards per game, 68 receiving yards per game, and seven total touchdowns. Cam Newton, still not at practice. Cam, don't rush back as Kyle Allen's doing the job in your absence. For San Francisco, look, it has been defense, defense, defense. They are in the top 10 in points per game, passing yards per game, rushing yards per game, interceptions in one of three teams with two defensive touchdowns on the year. Cleveland is at New England. 
in Foxborough, 55, light rain expected. New England, a 13-point favorite. On your Cleveland Browns, the over-under is at 45.5. 58% of the money is in on the Patriots with 64% taking the over. Baker Mayfield leads the NFL in interceptions. New England's defense is first in the NFL with 18 interceptions. Oh, goody. Odell Beckham Jr., cornerbacks Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams did participate in practice this week. Ward or Williams have not played since week two. For the Patriots... They're good. What more do you need me to tell you? Oakland is at Houston. NRG Stadium, Houston, Texas. 65 and partly cloudy. The Texans are minus 7. The over-under is 51.5. 61% of the money in on Houston with 66% of betters taking the over. Derek Carr struggled on the road. 14-28 and 28 on the road in his career. He's thrown for 14 fewer touchdowns and nearly 1,000 fewer yards on the road. He's played the same amount of road and home games in his career. 42 each. He is 1-1 one one against Houston. Both of those meetings took place before Houston drafted Deshaun Watson. For the Texans, they're not in Kansas City anymore. Houston running backs rush for only 69 yards at Indy last week. Hyde and Johnson could buy for 150 in a win at KC two weeks ago. The Sunday night matchup, Green Bay at Kansas City at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. 48 degrees, partly cloudy, and no, Patrick Mahomes will not play in this game. He was ruled out. So we got one half of two of the best quarterbacks in football going at it. And Aaron Rodgers, not quite the matchup we wanted to see, but Matt Moore gets the go for Kansas City. 63% of the money is in on Green Bay, but 61% of the money taking the over. That number will climb, knowing that Patty Mahomes... My homie, your homie, everybody's homie, Patty Mahomes, will not play in this game. For Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers last week, you know, 25 of 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, perfect quarterback rating. Not bad. Hadn't even had a three-touchdown game this season before a week ago. Kansas City, they've got their faults on defense, but they are ninth in the NFL in pass defense this year, allowing just 228 yards per game. That is the NFL Blitz. You are now ready for Week 8 in the National Football League. We will come back. We will go on the blind side. We will continue to discuss Syracuse and Florida State. I can tell you that Syracuse Athletics has confirmed the news reported by Stephen Bailey. I contributed to this report as well on Syracuse.com. Offensive lineman Ryan Alexander did not travel with the team and has left the Syracuse football program. Syracuse confirming our reporting that Ryan Alexander is no longer part of the Syracuse football team. So Syracuse will have two freshmen playing tackle against Florida State. Carlos Federello at left tackle with Matthew Bergeron set to take the right tackle spot with Alexander leaving the program. We'll break. We'll come back live from Dave and Buster's at Destiny USA. You're on the block, ESPN Radio.